Well, good morning, church. Both those in person and anyone joining us online, wherever you may be, I would like to welcome you to our first Vision Sunday of 2022. And uh, we usually have two a year. There will probably be another one, I'm sure, later on towards the end of the year. But this will be my last Vision Sunday here at Gateway. And um, I'm going to remind you of that again when we're doing the offering. <laughs> this is my last one. And uh, so we have four things to do today, four things. I want to share a little bit about um, a recap of what the Lord has done. Um, we have... Uh, some team members to pray over and to set in place. Darian is going to share a little bit about what's to come. And then we have a revision offering to take up. Now, there was five things to do in the service, but if, if you came in a little bit late, you might have missed the first thing. When Spencer was up here, he mentioned, at least I think he did, I was not in the room at the time, but he mentioned that uh, because as well as Vision Sunday, this one, the first one in the year, also doubles up as our AGM. And uh, for the last two weeks, there's been online voting available. And so Spencer mentioned at the start of the service that everything was approved and we are able to go on and to take the steps uh, of where we're going to go. So my job right now is to do a recap um, uh, 2021 in review. Now, that was only, a, 2021 was only like a few months ago, but it actually feels like ages ago now. Um, hasn't it been a really strange two years in the sense that in, with some things, it feels like it didn't happen, you know? You said, oh, last year we did such and such a thing. Oh, no, that was actually three years ago. We've done nothing for two years, right? So, and then on the other hand, it feels like the two years has lasted 20 years. Something seems so long ago. And it has been a strange two years. Um, and yet, last year was a year where we began to see Gateway getting back to normal again and getting back into the flow of what uh, we are called to do. And so I just want to share a little recap from my perspective. I am not going to talk about all the events or statistics from last year. I'm only going to talk for a few minutes, and then we're going to show you a video with the statistics and events for last year. So I don't need to talk about that. But from my perspective, there are four things that I felt were like important things in the life of Gateway last year. And the first one, which might seem very obvious, but it's more meaningful than this, is that 2021 was the end of 2020, right? <laughs> now, <laughs> you might be saying, yeah, duh, and 2022 was the end of 2021. But no, there's more to it than that. And uh, he, here is the thing. When... My family first came to Canada and to Gateway in February 2009, so that was 13 years ago. On my heart was this thing about the 2020 vision. 
and this passage from Acts 20, 20 and so on. But I knew that we, had, we were nowhere near being able to do that. But I, it was on my heart from our first coming here. So for the first year, we did not cast any vision. We just kind of, it was a getting to know one another year for that whole of 2009. Then we had a three-year plan after that to break the 200 barrier and we did that. Then we had another three-year plan to break the 400 barrier and build our staff team. It desperately needed rebuilding, and we did that. And then we set a five-year plan at the beginning at this service in 2016, um, and it was called the 2020 Vision, and it was to take us to the end of 2020. So, the reason it's significant that 2021 was the end of 2020 was because as we were getting closer to 2020, I was beginning to realize that the Lord was not giving me anything new <laughs> for after 2020. And so for 2021, I thought, I can't just come up. I'm not just going to dream up a plan in my head. I'm praying and asking God for guidance. And I felt that God said, you need, this needs to be a joint vision. You need to take the staff, you need to take some small group leaders, some elders, some board members away to Camp Nakaman for the day. And together we will prayerfully find out what God's plan for the church is. So I already felt that at the end of 2020, this, the kind of way of hearing from God was coming off of me and was going to a team of people, which for me made 2021 really important and significant because now it was up to the team to be hearing from God, to be following the leadership of the Holy Spirit. And that 2021 is the first year that we really took a step in that direction. And that is like, from your perspective, it maybe doesn't make that much difference, but from a staff perspective, it was huge. This is a huge step forward, that this is a corporate vision that is being shared. The second thing that was a big deal um, uh, for me anyway in 2021 was the fact that I'm hearing all kinds of reports from other churches about how Oh, two years into the pandemic and we've got no money. We've got no volunteers. Everybody's still online. And we're saying God has been faithful and the people of Gateway have been faithful. You gave, you tithed, you attended, you prayed, you volunteered. Some of you volunteered for the very first time. And like... So that point, a year of faithfulness and giving and service has just, that would just be a normal year most years. But actually it is a big deal that for 2021, we enjoyed a year of faithfulness, God's faithfulness and your faithfulness in both giving and serving at a time that many churches were struggling. I'm sure many others were doing even better than us, but many were struggling and, and God 
uh, blessed us with really faithful people. That's a huge thing that happened last year. Um, a third thing, which is more to do with their programming, was the fact that we packaged the academy as a full course for the first time and took it online. We've done Gateway Academy in the past, but it's just usually been a seminar. We're going to do a random seminar for six weeks or something like that. And we taught, and it was always me that taught it. And um, I, we got to a place where we realized we want to turn this into the discipleship track of the church, a training class. So we need to restructure what we're teaching and put it in the form of a three-semester course that people can join at any time because they go in a cir circle. And also, Pastor Dan Taylor, who's not here today because he's away on vacation this weekend, but Pastor Dan Taylor came on board as a teacher alongside me, and he took charge of the running of it. And so the academy was relaunched as a full course. It went online, and there's people all over joining the academy. But for me, because I was beginning to get the sneaky suspicion that the Lord was about to say, surprise, Martin, you're going. Um, I, uh, this last one was the biggest blessing for me. Last year, I saw an amazing development and maturity in our staff team and in the key volunteers. We've got lots of volunteers, but some volunteers are leaders. They lead teams, lead groups and things like that. And um, uh, what was my next point? Our incredible staff and lead volunteers. Honestly, I, I've just seen everyone grow, mature, take on responsibility. I think um, all of us can agree that in the last year and a half, Darian has gone from Gateway's youth pastor to a real, a real man of God in the church. And so... It has been fantastic to just see that blossoming and flourishing take place. So let's have a look at this video and have a recap of what happened in 2021. So that was 2021, and I'm being joined by Pastor Drake from Beulah. He's come. You know, people may drift away, but they're drawn like a magnet to the best church in the city. That's what happens. <laughs> I was trying to figure out what joke you were going to make in that one. <laughs> so, 
So Drake is here with us. Um, you know, before Drake left Gateway to go and work for Beulah Alliance Church, they, um, he really was uh, Darian's mentor. And um, like I kind of picked up when he left, but he invested so much into Darian. And I really thought, and he's going to continue to do that over the next year. And so I thought it was really important that Drake be here today. So we're, I know we're winging this a little bit. I'm just going to hand it to you just now. Yeah, so um, as I was praying and thinking about um, this service and, and even in this transition, um, you know, it kind of became a full circle for me. Today is a fulfillment of a word that God had given me a little over, well, about two and a half years ago. And so let me, let me give you a bit of a, a picture to kind of paint an understanding what God is doing. And as Martin did about, you know, the those years. So when I came on staff, it would have been in the second three year and building that team. Um, and, and that was a very much a similar transition that I wasn't looking and God across our paths together in some very unique ways. And Martin and Christine took a risk on us and we took a risk on them and we moved to the city here. And so we started seeing in, in these different growth barriers that Martin mentioned about. But it's interesting that he mentions this because the last moment of really digging in in the vision that I was a part of was in that visioning with our staff and our key leaders at Nakamon. And it was shortly after that that God started putting these things in my path and kind of bringing to my attention that a shift was happening for myself a little bit sooner. Now, it's interesting, there's this... Uh, um, this thing, when you, as a pastor, you'll go to conferences and different things, and you get this comment that I have gotten over the years, which is, well, do you see yourself at, fill in the church blank, and so you, do you see yourself at Gateway long term? And I used to always say, because I loved what God was doing in our midst, I never imagined for a moment that I would be leaving Gateway. And so I used to always say, I, I like, never, I'm never leaving. And I remember when I said, well, I can't. I mean, I can't say that um, because God may have different plans. And so then I started making this bit of this joke saying, well, I'm planning on not leaving unless, of course, the clouds open up and God says otherwise. And I got one of those questions from somebody who was texting that, and, and that it was just a similar thing. Do you see yourself at Gateway long term? I've been asked this question so many times, and it never fazed me. And after I get this text message, I didn't sleep for three nights. I, I mean... Not on, I mean, I didn't sleep a wink. And I couldn't figure out what is going on. You know, we're moving into the next season. We're wrapping up 2020. And there's something that is gripping me and tearing me apart from the inside that I couldn't ignore anymore. And so I started venturing into this journey. And then as these conversations are happening, and then Beulah intersected in this. And what was interesting, I was, I was wrestling with this topic about you know, what, what do I do with this? How do I discern? How do I move? And it was in this, in this moment, in this season, that I had a very clear challenge to me that said, even if Beulah says, no, you need to leave Gateway. Now, I thought this was ironic because I, I mean, and if anybody's in ministry long enough, you hear this like, oh, you hear these announcements like, hey, God is calling us out of this church. We don't know what's next, but we know we need to go. And I was like, are you, are you stupid? Who leaves a job not knowing what their next job is? Well, apparently me. Uh, so I'm, I'm in a moment taking a class for my master's, and God is pressing. I'm freaking out because I'm just like, 
I am a planner. I was the executive pastor. I'm the one that looks at all the puzzle pieces. I'm not the one that thinks about the vision and goes, and there's a comfort in that and seeing the puzzle pieces. And I didn't have these puzzle pieces, but there was this moment and God was going, you need to let go and release. Because, and here was the thing that God had showed me, that as the second chair, as the executive pastor, that if I were to stay a gateway, I would become the ceiling. I would become the ceiling of where God wants to bring the church next, and I would become the ceiling for who God was raising up. And so like Martin said, that I think in this moment, and I had no, <laughs> no proclivity of thinking that a few years later, or that even Martin, even shortly after that same corporate vision thing, that God was doing something new in our midst. And so it's today, and I, I was thinking about it, me and Martin and Darren were meeting, and it, it, it hit me. You know, as, as we're going to be commissioning our new pastoral staff, our elders team, and the board, this is a fulfillment of that word of stepping aside. If, if I wouldn't have stepped aside in the season that we did, and the church gateway hadn't gone through what it did, the people that you're about to see on the stage would not have been a part of the process. God wouldn't have been putting into places, grown in the way that they did, if that wouldn't have happened. Just think about what Martin said about when uh, I think about years and years ago, it was almost actually probably a decade now, that Darian reaches out to us and says, hey, I'd like to, can we do coffee? I want to talk about a practicum, an internship at Gateway. He was attending Vanguard, and this unassuming kid sitting across the table from me, having a coffee, and going, yeah, I could, t- I could take a rest on this kid. Let's. <laughs> you know, and in the last two years, and even in this last message series, seeing what God is doing in the midst of our staff and in the midst of Darren and Kim's life, it showed me that, I mean, if, if, if I would still have been here, Darren would have never been in the position he is, would have never grown. God would have never done the things that he could have been able to do because setting that up. And as I'm talking, reminding, there was a word that, and I'm going to remind the two of you, on your wedding day, and it was spoken a few times, that these two are a power couple. That Martin and Christine are leaving the church in good hands with these two because God has an anointing upon them has a plan on them and has raising them up. And so I, I share that context to also understand that as Martin said, you know, many of you know me and many of you don't, and many of you are new, which is amazing because it shows that God is moving in the midst of this church. But it's just so exciting to come back and see and reminding that God is moving in his people. You know, and there's, and before I... Uh, um, before we, we invite everybody up, it's this passage that came to mind to me, and it's in Joshua 1. And he says this. This is the moment that, that the baton is passing from Moses to Joshua. And this young leader is now going to be leading the Israelites into the promised land. And this is what God says to Joshua. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land I am giving them. I promise you what I promised Moses. Take note of that. I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set your foot, you will be on land I have given you. New territory. 
new places the church is going. From Negev wilderness in the south to Lebanon mountains in the north, from the Euphrates River in the east to the Mediterranean Sea in the west, including all the land of the Hittites, no one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. For I will be with you as I was with Moses, and I will not fail you or abandon you. Be strong and courageous, for I am the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to them, their ancestors, I would give them. All the way back to 2020, that vision, that promise continues to go. Be strong and very courageous, says again. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instructions continually. Meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in. Only, will you, only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. And this is again, he says, this I command you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. The same promise he gives Moses in Deuteronomy 31.8, the Lord goes before you and he goes with you. And so with this in mind, um, we're going to invite up our pastoral staff, our elders team, and our board to come on stage. And we're going to be commissioning them. And, and what I want you to notice is this. That when we look into this transition season, that we're not just looking at an individual. As Martin said, that co- a collective vision Come on, right in, right, in, right in the middle, guys. That there is a, a team of called individuals in our pastoral staff, in our elders team, and in our board. You know, and it's, it's going to be a privilege to me that Martin said to be continuing to coach Darren, one of the roles that I'll be doing in this next year is I'm going to be part of this, uh, this team, but as... From the background, I'm going to be coaching with Gateway and coaching primarily with Darian in this season and seeing how God will continue to work. But we want to take a moment to commission this team because this team represents the leadership, the bench strength of this church as it continues that God will continue to faithfully work and move and so we are going to I'm going to go on the other side and we're going to be stretching our hands and I'm going to get you guys to stand up. And as a church that you play a part in this and well, that's not just those who are standing on stage, but we're all part of the same challenge to be courageous and to not fret, to not have not fear because God is working. And so I'm going to get you guys to stretch your hands out. Just before we pray, so I just want to explain, you, you might think all the staff aren't up here. What does he mean? So we have a staff team in the church. Some of them are pastors. Some of them are support staff. Um, obviously, Darian is a pastor. Dan is a pastor who's not here today. Um, uh, Joy just recently was accredited by the district as a pastor. Cat <laughs> was just a little bit before that, and, a, and in a few days, or, and in a few days, Spencer will go through his accreditation. Which means that Gateway not only has a staff team of however many people have got, I'm not even sure, but five of them are fully accredited pastors recognized by the denomination through their training. 
We also have people that Darian has asked to serve as elders in the church and board members. Peter is actually both a board member and a, an elder. And of course, Christian and Dave are board members. So I just wanted, just in case you're wondering who's who, this is who we're going to pray over. And Drake's going to lead us in a prayer. But just before we do that, I want to read out a scripture to you. It's quite a solemn scripture. It is when Paul gave a charge to the elders at Ephesus. And it comes from Acts 20, not verse 20, but it comes from Acts 20. And it says this, guard yourselves. Be careful to guard your own minds and hearts. Guard yourselves and God's people. Feed and shepherd God's flock. His church, which he purchased with his own blood. This is important. The church, although it's made up of fallible human beings, is God's holy church. He purchased it with his blood. Nobody better mess with God's church, right? I know that false teachers like vicious wolves will come in among you after I leave. I pray that doesn't happen. <laughs> Not sparing the flock. I really pray this doesn't happen. Even some men from your group. It seems the women are okay. It's just the men it mentions. <laughs> will rise up and distort the truth in order to draw away a following. Watch out. Remember that for three years, or 13 in this case, I was with you, my constant watch and care over you night and day, and my many tears for you, and I now entrust you, we are about to entrust this team of people to God and to the message of his grace that is able to build you up and give you an inheritance with all those that he has set apart for himself. So take those words to heart. And now we want to pray a blessing over you. And one last thing really quick. So I've gotten the privilege uh, with our pastoral uh, staff. I'm a part of the licensing team with the district. And I uh, got to coach Joy and Kat through that. And we'll be getting to coach uh, Spencer as well and getting to see this as well. This is a fulfillment of what we had talked about. And as well, when we look at our, um, our elders team really as a lay pastoral team um, and recognizing what, what is that part in. They, are the, they have that spiritual authority to lean in, to be a counsel to Darian, to be ones that are, that are, 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 are are sensing and also um, moving the climate of the church forward and also as that pastoral care for the entire congregation. And of course, with our board, thinking about the high-level understandings of business, but also where the church is moving. How do we get those things forward and being able to think about through the things. And so that is that team. And so this is who we're commissioning with this charge and with this commission. And so let's raise, put your hand forward in an agreement in this and also in, in fulfilling the scriptures say that um, when those were people who were set aside for the ministry, that they would have laid hands upon them to receive a blessing and an anointing. So Holy Spirit, we just pray that you come upon every single person on this stage right now.
like the day of Pentecost, that a flame, that your presence would come onto their heads and they would envelop their bodies here and now. That it's only by your presence, your power, your authority, and the kingdom that has come that we stand on anything. Because all power and authority has been given to you, Jesus, and you send us as your ambassadors, as your representatives, as your chosen sons and daughters and royalty. And so with authority that we commission everyone in the roles that you've placed upon them to rise up, to rise up and to lead to this collective vision moving in to the next season that Gateway has and seeing bursting forward, breaking into greater Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, and the rest of the world, that it would continue to build off the foundation that you are building. And nothing, not even the gates of hell, will bring this down. And so we pray pray this in your name, Jesus Christ, with all authority, commissioning them. And all of God's people said, Amen. 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 Yes, let's thank them for their service. And Okay, we need you to stay here for a minute longer because you're going you're gonna to help us. We're going to invite Darian and Kim to come up to the platform now. Let's welcome them. So, Darian's official title is Lead Pastor Designate, which means we believe that God has his hand upon Darian to be the lead pastor of Gateway. Um, we believe that God has been preparing him, and we just want to partner with what the Holy Spirit has been doing over the, over the next year to help um, finalize that preparation so that he is then released to lead the church. Now, you know, whenever you're called into ministry, you become a target for the enemy. You do. And if he can't get you, he'll get your spouse or your kids or something like that. That's why we've got Kim here as well. We want Gateway to surround this couple in prayer and to protect them. And it's really easy to criticize people but it's not so easy to do their job. (laughs) So instead of criticizing, we will pray. Uh, We will pray God's blessing on them. And, um, And this whole team here have committed themselves to be people who will support them in prayer as well as with wisdom and advice and so on. But before we lay hands on Darren and Kim and pray for them, we have a charge for them too. Also a solemn one. It comes from scripture and it's when Paul, Paul who had been with the church in Ephesus was now putting Timothy in place. Timothy was actually, when we look back in history, he was around about Darian's age. He was maybe about three years older than Darian at this time. And Paul said to him, don't let anyone put you down because you're young. Because this is not about physical age, it's about spiritual anointing. That is what it's about. Just like it's not about, do you believe a woman can be in ministry if she's anointed by the Holy Spirit better than an unanointed man? Right, okay. (laughs) Better an anointed young person than an unanointed old dude. Do you know what I mean? 
So here's what Paul says, and I'm saying this over Darian. I solemnly charge you in the presence of God and Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead by his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word of God. Be prepared whether the time is favorable or not. Patiently correct, rebuke, and encourage your people. They only like one of those things, but you have to do all three, okay? <laughs> Patiently correct, rebuke, and encourage your people with good teaching. For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. They will reject the truth and chase after myths. And honestly, I promise you, this will happen to you. It has happened to me multiple times. There are people who will be mad at you, who will leave the church because you will not endorse false teaching. You will not endorse their sinful lifestyle. And they will get mad at you and they'll say, there's no love in that church. But the Bible says, love rejoices in the truth and takes no pleasure in what is wrong. Okay? So Paul goes on and said, but you should keep a clear mind in every situation. Now, if he starts carrying the cares of the world on his shoulder, he will no longer have a clear mind. So you have to ensure that he is not, doesn't have the on switch on 24 hours a day. You tell him, no, it's not time for church, it's time for Netflix. That's where it is, okay? <laughs> Keep a clear mind in every situation. Don't be afraid of suffering for, for the Lord because you're gonna do it, buddy, right? Do the work of an evangelist and fully carry out the ministry that God has given you. Let's reach out our hands to Darren and Kim. Everybody that can lay hands on them, go ahead and do it. Um, I'm going to ask Drake to start leading in prayer. Oh, I meant to also say this. I meant to say this. Drake, Drake and I spoke two or three weeks ago, and we felt there was this theme. He's already mentioned part of it. When, when um, uh, Joshua took over from Moses. Now, Moses died, and I've got no intentions of dying, but... <laughs> Joshua took over from Moses, right? And then the other one was Elisha took over from Elijah. And do you know that as great a prophet as Elijah was, double the miracles are recorded for Elisha? There's seven miracles for Elisha and Elijah and 14 for Elisha or something like that, if I remember right. Double. I'm believing that God is going to do double through Darian what he's done so far here in the church. And he has his own gifts that are different from mine, but Elisha also got Elijah's mantle. He got his anointing. And I'm praying that as well as his own gifts, he gets whatever I've got too, so he's got double for his trouble, okay? 
So do you want to lead in prayer first of all, and then I'll finish in prayer? Father God, come. Let your presence fill this place. And as we prayed earlier for this whole team, that that anointing, that double blessing that Elijah gave to Elisha would come upon these two. Come upon this pastoral presence, this anointing, this apostleship that you are placing in your church, Jesus. That you are building your church and we are part of that body. That you are the head and we all have our parts to play. And you have called Darian and Kim into this role so clearly has seen in this moment. So Holy Spirit, come upon these two. Let your presence, let your anointing, let your blessing like a flame coming upon both of their heads here and now. And like an oil that has been placed that it would be flowing and overflowing and enveloping their body. And your spirit would well up and overflowing with a, a new baptism of the Spirit, a new flowing out. And what you do in the midst of their life would be able to impact and grow and grow and grow and continue to do the work that is being seen inside of Gateway Alliance Church for this city, this country, and this world. We pray this with the authority that you give us in the name of Jesus Christ, by his kingdom, let his kingdom come yes. here on earth as it is in heaven. And Father, just like you pass the baton from one person to another and you pass the anointing of the Holy Spirit from Moses to Joshua, from Elijah to Elisha. And Elijah said, if you, if you see me as I leave, you can have a double portion of my spirit. And Elisha took Elijah's mantle as a sign his prophetic mantle is a sign. I take this prayer shawl, this mantle, and I put it around Darian right now as a sign of the passing of the baton. And Father, we thank you that Jesus is the head of this church. He always was, is, and always will be. And all that's happening, Lord, are we are your children, and sometimes we cha you change the chores that you give us to do. And I'm just praying that this baton will be passed, this mantle will be passed, and that you would pass a double portion of the anointing of your spirit. We believe you've already done this, but continue to give Darian maturity and wisdom beyond his years. Continue to strengthen Kim, Lord God, so that together they may walk, can two walk together unless they be in agreement, the Bible says. Let there be a strong agreement. May they hear in their hearts the same thing from your Holy Spirit. May this whole team together, Lord, may the mantle pass to all of them. And may they share the burden with Darian, we pray. And we speak God's blessing over Darian, over Kim, and over this whole team. 
and we say, God's blessing is upon you. His hand is with you. His favor shall go before you and his spirit will lead you. And through you, Jesus will build his church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. In Jesus' name. And all God's people said, let's give the Lord a praise. Okay, all, all of us can vacate the, the platform. You can take a seat. We're going to leave Darian up here on his own for a few minutes, and I'm going to come and join him at the end. Awesome. Thank you so much, uh, Martin, Drake, elders, board, pastoral staff. Um, I don't know if you know it. If you are newer to the church, you might not have seen like the growth we've had in the team. And, and, and Drake left a little over two years ago. Is that true, Drake? Yeah, okay. Um, he left us a little over two years ago, and, uh, and, and, but through his ministry, we just saw such an impact of what God was doing through him in this church. And the same with Martin, we've seen such incredible growth. And I don't know if you know it, but we have been blessed over the years with some amazing people on staff and on our team supporting this church, building this church, and doing the work that God has called us to. Um, and, and also over the years, uh, I've been in here at Gateway for about eight years now. And, you know, I've, I've really seen God do incredible things throughout the years. Uh, I know I've grown a lot. I've seen people healed. I've seen miracles happen. I've seen people set free in incredible ways. And, and over these years, since Martin has been here, this church has really been governed by four core values. First of all, we are a church that is spirit-led. That means that... In anything we do, we're not just doing it because we think it's a good idea. We're doing it because we prayerfully considered. The songs we sing on a Sunday, the message series as we preach, preaching the gospel with boldness and truth, that happens because we are led by the Spirit and we want to bring people into encounters with God, with his love and his power. We're also a church that is grace-based, which basically means it doesn't matter who you are, what you've done, you are welcome here. We will love you, we will accept you, and we will try to call you to that higher standard that God has for you and the calling he has on your life. We're also a church that seeks to empower people, which means we want to equip each and every person who comes here to live the life that God has called them to, to, to step out into the service, into the ministry that God has for each and every one of your lives. And, and lastly, we are a church that pursues excellence, which means that we strive to give God our best in everything we do. And none of those things are changing. Martin's leaving, but this calling that God has put on his church, none of that is changing. This is who we are. Gateway is a church that is led by the spirit. We are grace-based. We seek to empower people and we strive for excellence. All of that is staying the same because Jesus is the Lord of this church. Jesus is the one in charge of this church. Martin might be leaving. Martin might be leaving, but the call that God has for his church is not changing. But you know, as this transition has happened, I've had countless people come to me and ask me, so Martin's leaving, like, what's your vision for the church now? And my answer has been, give me six months. Because God has been putting words in, on my heart and things on my heart that I wanna guard carefully. Because if you share a vision before it's ready, 
typically you either have people who are like, yeah, that's great, and they miss the point, or you have people who are like, oh, that sucks, and, and they kind of crush the vision. So I'm hoping by November I'll have a clear idea of the plans that God has, which means, simply put, the goals that God has for us for the next five years, the next 10 years of where God is bringing us. But in thinking about this Vision Sunday, one thing that really came to my mind was this idea of what does God have for us this year? What is the word that God is saying to his church this year? And so I've been, since, since I found out in January that Martin was leaving and, and, and we started processing this whole transition, God began to speak to me and I began to prayerfully consider what is the word that God has for his church? And about a month ago, we as a staff team, we did listening prayer and we sought God's will for his church, asking God, what do you have for us in 2022? And as we did, God brought forth this, this concept of these words of healing and restoration that lead to joy and hope. These words, this concept of, of this healing that God was going to do in our midst, this restoration that God was going to do in our midst that would lead to joy and hope. And throughout these words, we really emerged this theme of water. And, and so I, I started to do some research and, and trying to get an understanding of what water is in, in the scripture. And I found it was fascinating. There's a number of ways that water is used in the scripture. We see it, first of all, in Genesis 1 where the spirit of God is hovering over the waters. And it's from that water that creation comes, that humanity is born. And then later on through the Old Testament and into the New, we see water as a promise of God's blessing and his prosperity on his people and as a warning and as a curse for people who rejected him. He sends the rain and withholds it. And then in the New Testament, it says that he sends the rain to both the righteous and the unrighteous, this pouring out of blessing. And, and really what it landed with me was uh, an image out of Ezekiel, I believe it's 47, of Ezekiel's river, which is this river of water flowing from God's throne. And it flows out into the world and it starts to restore the areas that are broken. It says it flows into the Dead Sea and this salty body of water where things cannot live is suddenly restored. There's healing, there's joy, there's trees of life that grow alongside and the, from the trees come nutrition and healing. And God, and, and as I was starting to process all these things, I was asking God, what is the word that you have for us? What are you calling us to in, in 2022? And, and he gave me this, this image of a person standing on the shore of a sea or, or like standing just a few feet into the water. They're on the shoreline and they're looking out at this large body of water. And in the distance, you can see storm clouds and waves beginning to build up. And you can see this, this giant body of water where there's a storm and they're standing on the edge. And God gave me this word. He said, I'm calling in 2022, I'm calling my church deeper, deeper. I'm calling my church deeper. And essentially the idea of this is that many people who come to church, many people who are Christians tend to live their lives on the edge of the shore. You have your feet in the water, which means you believe in Jesus and you're saved because that's what the Bible tells us. Whoever believes in him shall be saved. 
but you're missing out on the fullness of what God has for you. And so God told me in 2022, I want my church to be deep. I want my church to be led by the spirit. I want my church to be stepping out boldly in faith into the waves, into the storms, following my love and going deep into what I'm calling them to. So this is our word for 2022. Last year, we talked about rooted, and that was kind of the focus for the year. But this year, God is calling us deeper. And so we're going to be exploring that further in depth. I'm not going to talk too much about this right now, but because we're going to be exploring this further in depth. Starting May 1st, we're going to have our eight-week vision series, starting to talk about this concept of what God is calling us to personally as a church, as individuals in the church in 2022. But before we get to that, that'll, be, that'll come up in May. Before we get to that, we currently are, we're working under a vision that Martin set for us last year in November. A vision for the church where, where we'd be a church in 2022 that once a month has big Sunday events and once a month has special Wednesday night events. And so I want to invite Martin up to, to share that vision again. One of the things that became clear uh, was we had a period of time when we weren't able to have services and we had to only go online. And then we had a period of time where people were returning to the church and some people were like, great, church is back, I'm there every week. But there were other people still online and there were some people just dipping their toe in every month or two or, or whatever. And then we also realized that we were also in a season of having lots of visitors every week as well. And um, so we thought about it, we prayed about it, we talked about it, and, and this seemed to be what God was saying was, okay, how about one Sunday a month, because there are people that only come one Sunday a month, uh, how about for once, if you make one Sunday a month, is different from the rest? You know, it's kind of like, I don't know, you're, you have a hamburger every week, and then now and again you have filet mignon, okay? So it's like your monthly big spiritual feast of the day. And so we already do that with things like Easter and Christmas, fall kickoff, Mother's Day, Father's Day. We just had to increase them a little bit. And, um, and so that means like today is a different service than our normal services. And so once a month, we will have a different service. We really want you to be here every week or at very least connect online every week. But if if you can't get here every week, get to that one because it's going to be important. The message is going to be important. Um, what we do together is going to be more of a community focus than, than regular services and so on. And, uh, and there's free coffee <laughs> if you come early and there's other activities. The same with our Wednesday nights, the same with, you know, we do, we do other things. We have the academy going on. But how about the very first class of the academy each semester is a free open night for everyone where you can come and get a taste. Um, or the next month, it may be a, a, a women's event and so on. 
every month there is something, it might not relate to you every month, but it will relate to a large percentage of the church where we can not just have services and events, but be rebuilding community once again. And so that's what we've started and that's what we're doing. But because we always do a little bit extra in all of those things, it does cost money to put events on. And so that takes us to an offering. Yeah, so, so our, our, this vision for our events, it, just go back to the last slide. We'll talk about that in a sec. Um, but our vision for events um, really is just to make that, have those special events, those special Sundays, those special events. And the purpose of it really is to create a space where people can encounter God. That's our purpose with all of our Sundays, but on these big Sundays, we are extra intentional that we are trying to create a space where new people can come and meet God and come to faith in Christ, where people can encounter God's love and, and receive healing and prayer. And, and, you know, we've had only a couple of these events so far, but we've already seen God move powerfully over, over these last few months of, of our special events. And um, at our prayer and prophecy night just over a month ago, uh, we ha there was one story in particular that really stuck out to me. And, and it, it, our prayer and prophecy night, if you've never been, it's, it's basically a worship night where we're focused on worshiping God, on praying for healing, and on, on hearing God's voice. And so during the night, there was a point in the night where I was just sitting down, I was worshiping God, and I was, I was praying and, and receiving, and God was giving me these, a couple words to share. And, and at one point in the night, God told me, I want you to get up on stage, there's somebody here who has a cyst in their right side, and they think it's cancer, and I just want you to tell them that it's not cancer. And I was like... God, that's awfully specific, but okay, I'll, I'll be faithful, I'll trust you. And so I got up and I said that exact thing. I was like, there's somebody here and I don't know where it is in your body, it's in your right side. I could point it out if it was a mannequin, I'm not good at anatomy, um, but, but you have a cyst and I feel like a doctor just found out about it and you haven't received results, you're worried it's cancer and God just told me to tell you it's not cancer. And I just walked off the stage after that, and I was like, well, see what happens. Maybe it hits somebody online, I don't know. And right away, a, a girl comes up to me, and she's in tears. Because the Friday before, she had found out, she'd been to a doctor and found out she had a cyst, and they did a biopsy. And she hadn't heard the results, and she was certain it was cancer. And so I prayed with her, and I declared healing over her, and, and walked away. And I was like, okay, God, that was, that was crazy. Like, that, that's good. You're speaking to us. And then the following Sunday, she came to me and she told me the results came back. It wasn't cancer. Can I just say something here? Sometimes people don't come back to us the next week. About a year and a half ago, somebody came and said, you know, blah, 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 when my cancer was healed. And I said, what, your cancer was healed? Yeah, like four months ago, a prayer and prophecy night when you prayed. But it actually totally went away and you never came back and told, oh, I forgot to tell you, she said. So like at these Wednesdays, amazing things are happening in people's lives. Yeah, and, and it's just an opportunity where we can hear God speak and receive his voice. And, and, you know, at that prayer and prophecy night, all God was doing was he just wanted to love on this girl. He just wanted to share his love and say, hey, I got you. I got you. And that's the kind of thing that we see at these events, where people encounter God, they encounter his love, they're healed, they're set free, 
they're restored. And, and that's really the vision is we want to hold these events to do this. But, but as Martin said, uh, as, as we were figuring out budget stuff, because, you know, a church isn't just Sunday services. There's a lot of business side of thing that has to go on. And, and, and we don't just take your money and do whatever we want with it. We're very careful about it um, to make sure we're using it properly. And, and so as we were prepping our budget for, for this year, we were thinking about all of these big events and how we want to serve food at them and coffee at them, have kids' activities, bring in special performers, um, have all of these different elements. And we're thinking about our, our Easter, Family Day, our Mother's Day, Father's Day, our Harvest Fest, Canada service, all of these things. And, and we came to the realization that in order to run all of the events the way we want to, we were looking at spending 34, almost $34,000 on events. And that's a lot of money, but that money really, it goes to marketing. It goes to bringing people through the doors. It goes to creating an atmosphere where people can encounter God and where afterwards where people can grow in community and meet one another and, and have fellowship together. And, and, and it's, it's, a, it's a lot of money to do, but we believe that this is what God is calling us to. So for our vision offering this, this, um, this year or this first vision offering of the year, we decided that we want to raise enough money to cover all of the expenses from all of our events in 2022. That means that every dollar that's given into the vision offering today will go to pay for things like Easter, like Christmas, like our Harvest Fest, like our Canada Day service, and all, everything in between, and it'll cover all of the costs of that. And so this year, we're looking to raise $40,000 to pay for our events. But I know some of you are thinking, if you know math, and you're like, well, 40000 is bigger than 34000 What's up with that? Um, why are you looking for 40 if you only need 34 for the events? And that's really because God has been putting on my heart that we as a church, we, don't, we shouldn't just be focused on ourselves. We shouldn't just be focused on putting on events and inviting people to them, but we should actually be giving back to our community. And so for this vision offering, we're looking for $40,000 because we want to cover all of the expenses for our events, $34,000, but we also want to give 15% of every dollar that comes in to charities across our city and across our world. We want to be supporting people like Hope Mission, working with homeless, Bissell Center, working with families in poverty. We want to be supporting Ronald McDonald House, Kids Cottage, and other organizations like that in the city. We want to give money to Convoy of Hope, helping um, with humanitarian aid across the globe, to people like Hart working in Ukraine to support the refugees. We want to give money into missions, and we want to be reaching our community and our world with the love of Jesus. So we're looking for $40,000 to do that this, this morning. So, so, um, and you know, that's more than a tithe. That's 15%. I think the Lord will bless that and will multiply it. I really do. You know, there's a saying that preachers like to use when they're asking for an offering, but maybe they should have also apply it to themselves. If you have a need, plant a seed, right? And so we're asking you to plant a financial seed into the work of Gateway, believing that you will not be worse off as a result, but you will be better off because God will give you a harvest. Whatever you sow, you shall reap. But then Gateway is going to take 15% of that money and we're going to plant a seed into other organizations that we reap no benefit from 
only to bless others. And 40,000 is, depending on who you are, it's a lot of money or it's not a lot of money. Um, and, uh, but to many people, that would seem like a lot of money. So $40,000 is 40 families giving $1,000 each. How is that for my arithmetic there, eh? <laughs> or it's 80 individuals or couples or families giving $500 each. And you can keep going like that. Or you could do it another way. You could say it's 80 individuals or 80 couples or 80 families giving $250 each and pledging to give another $250 each over the next couple of months. You are allowed to do both, you know. You know, we say you can give or you can pledge, but you're allowed to do both. I've already given into the offering and I've pledged to give some more, okay? So just so you know, you're allowed to give as much as you want, okay? There is no limit on and, that. And we also, I, f I forgot to mention this, but we've, uh, we're looking to raise $40,000, but we've actually already raised $11,000 between our staff, our elders, and our board. So we have skin in the game too here. Right, so everyone that was up on the platform receiving prayer have already been contributing and we're more than a quarter of the way there already, okay? So it's like 29 that we need, right? Which is, you just do the same math all over again, right? <laughs> it's now getting too complicated, so I'm not gonna... Now... And also, this isn't just you, like, giving some money to the church and forgetting about it. We are a community. We are a family. We, when Darian's saying we want to reach our community, we want to reach your family members, your neighbors, your friends, your work colleagues. You have people that you know who need to come to know Jesus or who, are, who have drifted away and have become prodigals and need to come back to the Father's house or who are going through addictions or illnesses or you know some issues in their life and they need the Lord to break through and set them free. You have people on your heart. We are putting on all of these events and so on to reach people, but it's not, yes, it's to reach random strangers, but it's also to reach people who are close to your heart. And so we, as we take up an offering today, we're wanting to join our faith with your faith together in prayer. And so what we've done is we have created these cards that says in 2022, I am praying for, and you can write a person's name there or more than one person's name. You can write that you're praying that they are saved, that they are restored, that they are healed, whatever it may be. And if you want to keep a copy of the card, you can actually write two cards and keep one yourself. But with at least one card, make sure that on the way out at the two ushers desks there, there will be buckets just drop the card in the bucket. There are also pens there and extra cards if you don't have one in front of you because we are going to be, the staff team and the elders are gonna be praying for all the people you're praying for and praying that 2022 is not only when the vision 
for the church, the dream that we have in our heart for Gateway comes to pass, but that the dream that you have in your heart for your family and your friends also comes to pass. So this is a really important step to take, is to make sure you write out who you're, uh, there's nothing about an offering on this card. It's just who you're praying for and what you're praying for, for them about and dropping it in the bucket so we can join with you in prayer. And there's a fantastic verse in the book of Acts when a man called Cornelius is praying and an angel appears before him and says, Cornelius, listen to this, Cornelius, your prayers and your giving have come before the Lord as a memorial. Isn't that an amazing verse? Your prayers and your giving have come before the Lord as a memorial. And the angel told him to send for Peter and Peter shared the gospel and Cornelius and his whole household came to Christ. Let's join our prayers and our giving together. And let's present it as a memorial before the Lord. You can give at, do you want to put the give and pledge slide back up? You can give at gateway.ac slash vision, right? Gateway.ac slash vision. And you can give right now. You can do it right now if you want or at the end of the service. Or if you want to give but don't have the, the cash available and you want to pledge, to give over the next, what, six weeks or something like that? Is that what it is? Until uh, the end of June. Until the end of yep. June. If you, you can pledge to give, just go to gateway.ac slash pledge and just fill out what you plan to give. Just remember that when you do give a pledge, make sure that you, you mark that it is a vision offering so that we know. Otherwise, it will just be counted in with regular giving. So that's the two ways that you can give right now or at the end of the service. You can also put it right on your cards. You can do so right now or after the service. But I want you to stand just now and I want you to take a card in your hand, even if it's not written on. If you're on the front row, you might need to look at the row behind you. Just so that you have one in your hand, even if it's not written on. hold them up in the air, right? Let's bring our cards as a memorial before the Lord. In the Old Testament, they had a wave offering. They did it with a leg of lamb, but we'll do it with a, a piece of paper, okay? And let's pray. Father, I pray for everyone who is raising a card before you right now. Whether or not the cards are yet written upon what will be written on them what is being held in people's hearts and minds right now we are joining together as a church believing that this year will be a year of breakthrough 
in all of these situations, in all of these families, in all of these people's lives, we are believing, Lord God, that our prayers and our giving shall come before you as a memorial and that you will release your angels. You will release answers to prayer and people will be saved, will be healed, will be delivered, will be set free. Believers will mature in their faith. They will grow up and take positions of leadership in this church. Your hand of blessing will be upon this church, upon our Sunday events, our Wednesday events, Gateway Youth, Gateway Kids, Gateway Groups, Gateway Academy, in all that we do in the building together, in all that we do scattered throughout the region, Lord, may your hand be upon us. May your blessing of multiplication be upon us. May you cause our events to reach multitudes and our giving to be stretched to its fullest capacity to do the best good it possibly can do in the coming months we ask. Father, we make a decision in our heart right now to be people of prayer and people of generosity. And as you whisper into our hearts what you would have us give, what you would have us pledge, and who you would have us pray for in this coming season. Be speaking, Holy Spirit. Be guiding our thoughts right now so that we may contribute, we may participate in the way that you want us to do. And as all of us do, only what you ask us to do as individuals, then together we know everything will be done and all that we need shall be supplied through your people by you, Lord. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen, amen. Let's remain standing. We're going to sing. And as we're singing, you can be filling out your cards if you want. You can be getting out your phone and giving if you want gateway.ac slash vision or slash pledge and let's make our singing our giving and our writing on the cards all an act of worship to the Lord now amen